Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puppy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh is the Word. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always go to freshisthepodcast.com and just share any of the links for any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh is the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. And that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere. And please, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It will definitely help out the show. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me by email at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh and you can also follow fresh is the word on twitter at fresh is the word and that's is with iz instagram at fresh is the word podcast and facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast and this is episode 170 the guest for this episode is Derek vela guitarist of the toronto death metal band two mold who have a new album, Planetary Clairvoyance, out now via 20 Bucks Spin. This interview is recorded when Two Mold stopped at the Sanctuary in Detroit during their recent tour with Superstition. 
During our chat, we talked about the origins of the band, their new album, how they gained their fan base, and the Toronto music scene, among much, much more. Before we get into this interview with Derek Vella, definitely want to remind you how you can support Fresh of the Word. I am on Patreon now at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. For as little as a dollar, you can help support Fresh of the Word. And for the $3 a month tier, you will get access to the Patreon-only exclusive podcast episodes, which I deep dive into my audio archives of interviews that I've done in the past for publications and things outside of Fresh of the Word. There is a lot of things that was never released or parts of the interviews that were never published. So a lot of exclusive stuff going on there. So go to patreon.com slash fresh of the word and support if you can. There's even tiers where you can be a part of the podcast if you want to really support that way. So once again, go to patreon.com slash fresh of the word. All right, let's get on to this interview with Derek Vela, guitarist of the death metal band Tomb Mold. First time I heard you, heard of you guys was when when uh, Jamie Jost uh, actually played a song of yours. Oh, really? On his podcast. Oh. You, yeah, you didn't know about that? I don't think so. Yeah, a few months back, he like, and it's funny, he was like, like, too mold. That's hard. That name is hard. He's like, mold's already hard, but yeah. too mold, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> then, I, then, I, then I was actually out in Toronto uh, when you guys opened for uh, Perturbator. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, at that yeah. show. Cool. I was, I was out there already, and I, um, I was at that show, and you guys ripped it. Oh, thank that, you. That was dope. We had a good time at that one. We enjoyed ourselves. Right. So you guys got a new album out. Yeah. Um, talk about sort of your headspace going into this album. What did you want to accomplish? I feel like there's a nice little buzz for you guys right now. Well, so it's our third LP in three years, which is um, in retrospect like a great and like terrible idea all at once because you don't get time to slow down. You don't right. get time to like really just process anything like we yeah. put out manner of infinite forms like a year ago like in june of like 2018 yeah and it it blew up more than we expected and that was great and then we did a bunch of stuff and then we had this idea of like oh well we gotta we gotta make more music because like i'm always writing so we were originally just gonna do a split 12 inch with a band and then i was like i wrote too much stuff <laughs> and i was like we just need to do another record like, fuck it. and it, yeah and it was like I don't know. I was really happy with Manor. Um, Manor was also the first LP that we did as a four piece. Yeah. So that was like really fun. And it was like, it was a new experience for us and we all enjoyed it. We all felt really good about it. We loved playing those songs. And then sometime in the summer we started practicing new material and then we recorded uh, a two song tape called Cerulean Salvation, which is like two songs that are on the new record. Right. And that was just like, we just can't seem to go like half a year without putting some sort of physical thing out. And I think it's just like it's impatience, and it's we just hit this this crazy stride of like you're like in this groove, yeah. Like, and yeah. and the, the writing process is basically like I write the songs on my own, and then I upload these like garbage videos of me playing them to a Dropbox folder, <laughs> and they look at it and they go, I don't know what's going on. And then Max and I put it together, and then <laughs> Payson and Steve, who are Payson plays guitar, Steve plays bass, Max the drummer, vocal. Um, they they just kind of at this point now they're so comfortable too they kind of know what to expect they right. they, they know my writing tendencies they know Max's playing tendencies and they know like kind of what like what they're gonna play and 
I give them a rough idea of what I want and then I kind of just let them figure it out on their own because like I just I don't want to like dictate everything right and then and then yeah we were just like we gotta record this and we're, we were gonna go on tour in June on a different tour but we were just like we were not gonna have the LP done in time and we just don't we don't have the luxury of being able to like tour all the time yeah so we were just like alright let's push things back let's and we asked Superstition do you wanna do a tour because they were putting out a record too on 20 bucks spin as well and we are like oh this is like a perfect match um, then we went in the studio cranked it out we learned it really quick it felt rushed learning it which was like kind of terrifying because this record, <laughs> this record's harder than the last record. Like playing wise, it's a lot denser. There's more to it, and we were just like, "Fuck!" Like, we ho- I hope this is good. And like, even a couple of my bandmates, like when we were learning the songs, like privately, they're just like, "I don't know if like this is good," but it's like I trust, I trust, I trust Derek, and I trust that we can make it work. And then when we like heard it back when we were recording, we were like, "Oh my god, this is terrific!" But it was like. I feel like a lot of this is like like there there's an element of like you gotta take a leap of faith a little bit right and just trust that like it's gonna be good but also like we're also on borrowed time like we don't have the luxury of being like we're gonna be a band for the next ten years or something like we don't know anything <laughs> so, so it's might just, as well just yeah like if we've got the songs okay. like like if you can put out songs from like five years ago now like hats off to you I just can't do it I can't fathom like sitting on material i would just get sick of it i would just hate it i'd be like well what was this this is so (laughs) juvenile or something right and so it's just like if it's good and it and it gets if it like if a collection of riffs gets past just a voice memo on an iphone then it's worth pursuing and then we'll make it a song so that's what these records are and they're always written in like bursts like right the moment planetary clairvoyance was done being written as an LP. Like if, if they were like, we think we need another song. I'd be like, I got nothing like tanks empty, like kind of just like, just put yourself in it for like two to three weeks, let it all come out. And then you're just like drained. Right. Right. Yeah. What sort of like, you know, the relationship, the dynamics between everybody in the band to where you're able to, like, you've been able to do three albums, like, in three years. Years of comfort. We've all known each other for ten years. We've all been super close. We've all played in bands on and off together. And I think Max and I, like, I just, I Max knows exactly what to play over a riff I show him. Like, I don't, I don't have to tell him anything. Like, <laughs> um, and I think, like, Payson and Steve, like, and we all just push ourselves. Like, we all just work on this on our own time and, like, we, we, we like we're a little more painstaking over like leads and whatnot. Like right. nothing is off the cuff anymore. Like everything is a little bit more calculated, um, and it it just lends itself to a better thing. But I think that's the thing is like we've all just bought in and we're all like okay, we're invested. Like we're gonna put the work in, even though like sometimes like you have a, a terrible day at work and you're like I don't want to play guitar for half an hour, but it's like <laughs> I kind of have to, and it's just like it's a commitment thing. But it's also like we all just. We all just feel good about it. Like, we hear and we're like, yeah, this is fucking great. Like, this is sick. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about the, you know, the visuals for, like, the album cover. and mm-hmm. stuff. It's all really cool. And, like, there seems to be, like, a theme and story that kind of links it to the to the music. Kind of talk yeah, about that. Yeah, a little that. bit. Like, so, the uh, LP artwork got started by our friend Jesse Jacoby um, before the album was recorded. We knew what we had in mind. Um, color scheme somewhat but we we basically showed him the, the Cerulean Salvation tape before it came out sent him the lyrics sent him more stuff as it kept going and being like I don't really want to tell you what to do just just do something and he had never done an album cover before so he was like this is like a new challenge for him 
And while that was happening, we knew we wanted we wanted more artwork. Um, so we got our friend Lucas, who has did the insert for the last record, Man of Infinite Forms. We're like, we want you to do another insert, but we want you to paint it. And we want you to also do a bunch of extra artwork that we're going to use for other stuff. And we just showed him stuff as we kept going. And we knew, and those two artists know each other. And so they're like both, I think, like stoked to be like both involved on this. Right, right, right. And, but yeah, we don't, we don't ask for much. We just show them what we've got and be like, whatever comes to your mind. Like, I, I can't imagine like trying to describe to someone, like, I want you to draw this, like, beyond like one sentence. I'd be like, the rest, like, figure it out. Like, I trust your judgment. Like, we work with the people we work with because we trust that they're, They've, they just we're on the same wavelength. Like they just get it. You right, know right. what I mean? Yeah. How did how did the band first get started? You know, why did you guys come together to to make this band? Um, Max asked me. <laughs> he just was like, we should just do a death metal band, but like we should do like really like Chudley Finnish style death metal. Just do a couple tapes and no big deal. And I was like, all right, fine. And then we did a tape, Bottomless Perdition. And then from there, like, it kind of, like, popped off a little more than we anticipated, which was we didn't anticipate anything. <laughs> and then uh, Blood Harvest was like, do you want to do a record? And we we're like, uh, okay. So we had started writing a second tape, and we just took those songs, wrote a few more, and that became Primordial Malignity. And then while we were waiting for Primordial Malignity to get finished, we wrote our second tape, The Molting. And then after that was like, okay, we kind of have to start thinking about this as, like, a band. Right. And then we knew exactly who to ask, and they were more than on board. And then, like, the rest just kind of wrote itself. Why do you think uh, you were able to sort of gain some, you know, popularity from the jump? You know, when I don't you know. had a little. I really don't know. Like, we didn't, like, you know, sometimes you see shit, like, people will be like, well, this band's just like, they're just a front to sell merch or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, we just like creating. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that we have, like, a gang of shirt designs but we just don't like the idea of taking the same design out multiple times on tour like i don't know it gets stale like mm -hmm. people like things move so fast now and the way we consume media is crazy right like right. like a kid now can get into death metal in half half a day you can go on spotify and listen to 25 of the greatest death metal records ever right and just absorb them and be like yeah i'm a death metal fan now which is fucking great like right. <laughs> like you get to you get exposed to things that like other people would like at the time would have a hard time being exposed to. And there's some resentment from that, from like older people. Like I'm 30, uh, Payson's 35, C's 40. Like we don't feel that like from younger people getting into music so fast. Like, man, like don't be a dick like <laughs> about it. Like, right, right. Like you should just be stoked that these people are keeping like this, like your bullshit alive. Cause you're nothing without the people that come after you. Yeah. And death metal is not exactly like, popular no it's like, not it's niche genre it's very niche so like whatever's kind of keeping it alive shit yeah but um we just like yeah we just like just like creating sorry what was your question again just how the band started yeah oh yeah like <laughs> just like um i think we I just mean, no i know no, like how long you guys were like popular like, oh that, yeah i think it's like i got, think got, got sort of a backing you know from fans and yeah stuff. i don't know i think it's uh i think it's a combination of like i think people like the songs that we write yeah which is like we just want to we want to blend like technicality in subtle ways with like the ignorance of like death metal that we like but then also, like, we just we love, like, how imaginative it can be. That's why we create so much, like, crazy artwork and shirt designs. 
And I think people just respond well to it. I think people meet us and they're like, wow, these guys aren't dicks. Like, they're approachable people. They look like nerds because we are. We're all just... <laughs> yeah. Like, no one is... When, cr- when I saw first saw you guys, I'm like, this does not look like a death metal. No, man. but like, <laughs> nobody's cool, man. Like, you're not cooler than me if you were a bullet belt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you're not cool. Like, you're a loser. Like, that's why you're here. Like, if you were cool in high school, like, you don't belong here. I'm sorry. Right. Like, like, we all, like, we all got into punk or something happens in your life that makes you feel like I don't want to take part in what everybody else is taking part right. in. And then you find your home. You find your niche. And what kind of kid were you? Like, what kind of, you know, growing up, you know, what sort of things were you in? What, you know, I was what? in a punk. I was in a, like, shitty skate punk. Yeah. And then from that, I learned about, like, hardcore music. And from that, I learned about grind and death metal and then everything. But while all that was happening, it was like, you know, it's also cool, like, watching, watching good movies from all over the world or listening to other genres of music. So it's like, you could meet someone and be like, yeah, Terrorizer's cool, but, like, have you heard the Cocteau Twins? Like, or, like, <laughs> have you heard this? And it's like, no. And it's like, well, why don't you check it out? Like, right, right, if right. you just, like, open yourself up to possibilities, like, everything's yeah. on the table. And, like, if you're a dork, like, why the hell wouldn't you want to just consume everything? Yeah, like, yeah. That's what makes, like, there's so much cool shit out there. Like, to limit yourself to one thing just seems, uh, I don't know, foolish to me. Like, so I think all of us in the band just, like, love stuff. And we all love nerdy shit. Like, we just, like, we're all, we all got into this stuff because, like, we just didn't like people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. we just felt, we felt isolated. And we found a home in other stuff. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and being in sort of an, when you're in a niche genre, but, like, I still think you have to be open-minded. Yeah. To just sort of have fun with it, you know? Yeah. Because you're going to. You know, a lot of times you're just touring as much as that you can, yeah. possibly. So you kind of have to have that freedom, you know, yeah, to be sure. able to, like. When you guys are on tour, uh-huh. you know, what do you try to do when you're on tour? You know, if do you try to at least, you know, view some of the cities that you're in? If we can, for sure. Yeah. We try to find sites along the way. We'll look up, like, locations of things from horror movies. Um, We like to drink nice coffee. Um, We like to eat snacks after tour. Like, after shows. Like, it's just, like, we're just chill people. We just want to chill. And we want to, like, interact with people who want to interact with us. And we want to be nice. And we want them to be nice. Right. And so far, so good. Let's talk about Toronto for a little bit. Because, like I said, this is, like... That's like my second home. I love it there. And I know about, you know, the dance music scene. I know about the hip-hop scene, all that stuff. But, like, what's, like, the metal scene like? What, is there any other metal bands out there that are just kind of killing it? There, there are. It just feels very divided. Like, there's, like, a couple, like, more doomier bands. Like, there used to be this, like, drone band called Gates. I don't know if they're still around. Another band called Urn. And they kind of exist in their own world. And then there's, like, bands like paroxysm and adversarial and they kind of exist in their own world and then we kind of exist with bands like grind bands like bleeding out which is like more like came from punk a little bit or like meshed with punk like we feel more akin to the punk scene than we do the metal scene and that's okay like the punk scene has always been kind of thriving pretty well in toronto and we know a lot of people from that because like we interacted with that a lot growing up um but there's just everything in toronto oh yeah um now playing in toronto can be weird because like the crowds are pretty stiff yeah. Like sometimes we'll play to a full room and be like, I don't think anyone wants to be here. <laughs> like it's it's a right. little awkward and it's hard to get into, but uh, we just have to like believe that they're there for a reason. 
I feel like you guys had some fans uh, at the Perturbator show. Yeah, there the, some... the Perturbator show was cool, man. I think even some of the people who didn't know us were, like, feeling it. Yeah, th- there's, there's a bunch of people up front that I'm like, oh, I think these guys, either these people just happen to like what they're hearing right now, or they yeah. came to see fucking Tomb Mold. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. And you guys rocked it out there. That was, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. When when you were when you're kind of getting into the punk scenes and everything, like, what were some of the places? What were some of the bands that you saw growing up that kind of got you? Like a lot of like when I grew up in a city called Oshawa, which is about an hour east yeah. of Toronto, and you kind of just went to the one venue there, the Dungeon, every weekend because like you didn't care who was playing, you just went. Just went there, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd see like skate punk bands, ska bands metal bands punk bands like everything and like you, you liked some of it you didn't like some of it and <laughs> it was just how it was but it was just like and then as you got older you, you go to less but then you refine your taste and then you start going to toronto for more shows and stuff like that you meet people in toronto and then kind of just like unfolds from there but yeah like for me it was just like we just wanted to see whatever what's some of your best memories kind of coming up Probably, like, some of the first, like, punk and hardcore shows I went to in Toronto, where it was like, oh, these are really high-energy shows, and I responded well to that. Yeah. I, like, just felt like people gave a shit. Yeah. And I, like, mattered. Um, but I think, like, I think, too, like, I, I don't know. I've never felt, I've never felt, like, super, like, I've never been someone that had, like, a ton of friends in different scenes. Yeah. Um, I was just, like, shy, and people were kind of standoffish still, and... Um, but like people like that I'm in the band with were like people that I was like close to for, for years. But we, I think we all have felt that at shows. Like just like, I don't know if I belong here, but like, I just want to see the bands. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, that's what you're here for. I'm still like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine though. Like it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like I still go to shows alone and like, will like barely interact with anybody. It's oh like, yeah. It's fine. Right? I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. I always like, you know, I always like to ask this question during my interviews. It's like, what sort of nugget of knowledge that you've learned through your life and career that anybody listening to this, doesn't matter what avenue of artistry they are from, that they could sort of project into their own life? Just reach out to people. Like, if you're someone who, like, has a band and you feel good about it, like, just reach out to people and be like, this is my band. I really like yours. Like, check it out. And half of them will get back to you and some of them won't. Like, it's not a big deal. But you have to... It's kind of like it's kind of like when you're like trying to start dating whatever you're attracted to, and you're just like, I don't know how to talk to them, and you're just like, just <laughs> talk to them. Like, don't be weird, just be yourself. But like, right. don't. It's just like, just be chill, and know that you're gonna get rejected sometimes, and sometimes it's gonna work in your favor. And it's like that with bands, like a band like a Feather and Bone, who we toured with. Like, I emailed them just to be like, I think your band's awesome. I didn't expect to hear back, and they were like, Really? Like, we love your band. And I was like, Oh, cool. Do you want to do something? And I was like, Yeah. All right, great. It's the same with like superstition. Like I reached out to superstition when their first tape came out and I was like, I love this. And they were like, sweet man. Well, like we love your band and we're going to meet you in Santa Fe when you're on tour of the feather and bone. It's going to be awesome. And I was like, all right, cool. And now we're on tour with them. Like, see, it's yeah. just the way things work. Yeah, but yeah, like, like you just have to like, yeah, open yourself up to possibility. I was like ending my interviews the same way. And if you don't have an answer to this, uh, it's uh, no problem. Yeah. But, it can, and it could be one, more than one person, but, you know, who would be somebody that you could, you know, recommend that I interview for this podcast that would have some good stories or lessons to talk about? Oh, shoot. That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think. Man, that's, that's a tough one. 
Because, like, I'm trying to think of people, like, who who I know that would be – that. Like, I'm trying to think of it from an accessibility perspective. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, Alvino from A Feather and Bone. Okay. Yeah. Like, that guy is grinded his heart out. And, like, so of, like, Dave and Preston from that band. But just, like, when he, when you're doing music for years and years and years, and you're kind of banging your head against the wall because, like, you're always losing money, and then someday the, you turn a corner. And I'm not saying, like, because, like, that's what it's about, but it's yeah. just, like, things become easier. You become more comfortable. But, like, it's, yeah. a, it's a long way to get there. Um, you learn a lot of hard lessons along the way. And you learn about what it's like to be in bands with people that maybe you shouldn't be in bands with. And I'm sure he's he's got a lot of that that he could talk about. Cool. Yeah. Great suggestion. Before we get out of here, where can people go online to uh, get more information about the band and the new album and tour dates? Uh, they can hear the last couple records on through 20 Bucks Spins website. All of our stuff's on Spotify. All of our tapes are available to listen to on Bandcamp. They're not in print right now. Don't ask us for copies. We really don't have any. <laughs> um, and they can. we have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. We're all approachable people. If you find us online, you can reach out and we'll try our best to get back to you. All right, great. It's been great talking with you, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Appreciate this. Cool. All right, that was my interview with Derek Vela, guitarist of the Toronto death metal band Two Mold. Their album, Planetary Clairvoyance, actually comes out today, the day that this podcast is going up. So go support. There will be links in the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com to where you can follow Two Mold or buy the, um, the new album. So please go support them. They kicked ass when they were in town at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. So go ahead and check them out when you can. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, live life with intensity with a capital 10. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.